Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Whoa! Right, I did a little older file, so it wasn't as long as an intro as we had before. We got a little early, but it's okay. Just the usual. We're hitting a little different today. We are in, and I also don't know how to fade it out, so we're going to do this. And a one, and a two, and done with. That's our intro, Delio. Because our usual DJ sound man is not in his usual workstation. Right. Um, we have a little special sort of stories from the road edition of Schnitzel Boys this week. Yes. As Bjorn, you are on the road, right? Uh, yeah, I'm coming at you from New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, where I, uh, and we drove, drove yesterday, uh, was in Orlando for the game and then drove a lot last night and today. And now I'm in New Orleans and then onwards to Texas tomorrow. So you were in Orlando yesterday? Yes, for this. That's a long wonderful. drive, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going. We're we're going cross country. I'm supervising my son's driving practice, and we have to be in the. We have to be uh, at the Grand Canyon on Thursday night, so it's a little bit of a. And because my friend invited us to uh, to come to Florida to watch this Orlando this Orlando NYCFC game, and so then now this drive has become a little compressed. So there's a lot of. A lot of driving and not a lot of hanging out. Although, at your recommendation, we had a lunch today in Mobile, Alabama, which was very nice. Isn't Mobile a nice town? It's like very, a little, it's yeah, like a mini it New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. It's like a hidden little gem. But for, the, um, for people who maybe don't know, Mobile, Alabama is a lovely little city. And really? if I'm not mistaken, it's tradition to have a lot of like inflatables in the front yard or something like that. I forgot what it was, but. Oh, I didn't notice yeah. that. Oh, you know, that might have just been around Mardi Gras time. Like, like it's just because I think I was there around Mardi Gras time and, and, and like in neighborhoods and around, they just had these giant like inflatables in their front yard as like their way of, it's like their version of parade floats or something. Mm. I mean, people who are more in the know are probably like kicking themselves right now. But like, there's, there's just a lot of cool stuff going on. And downtown Mobile is like a quaint little cute downtown and it's a nice little city. Yeah, it was I had, nice. I think, yeah. No, go ahead. Friend of a friend of a friend recommended it or something, and then she went to school somewhere around there. It was like an hour or two away, but she, on her weekend she would drive to Mobile because there was always something going on. Like Mobile was the place to go party. So. Yeah, it's, it was very cool. There was a uh, uh, yeah, it was a great um, had a great lunch. Walked around. I mean, it's Monday, so it's very it's quiet. And uh, same here, New Orleans is very you know we're staying right in the in the. French Quarter and yeah, Monday night it's very calm. It's kind of amazing, like walking around, being very, it's very, uh, very, very quiet. It's good night. How hot is it there? It's probably really hot right now. No, it's right? hot. Yeah, 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 it's definitely hot. 
But no, yeah, that's cool. But New Orleans is fun, right? Uh, are you gonna try to? Are you gonna walk around a little bit tomorrow? Or you guys sort of hitting straight the road. A little bit. I think uh, maybe I'll go go walk around a little bit again when we're done here. But then, yeah, I don't know. It's it's we a lot of we have a lot of driving to do tomorrow. We have to get all the way to uh, Dallas actually, and 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 beyond mm. a little bit. So that's a big. It's gonna be a long, long. Cause it's gonna be a long day. Which I told you last time, Dallas. Is the, is a nice little sojourn for the American soccer nerd like me, because right outside of Dallas is Frisco, which has the U.S. soccer yeah. museum where FC Dallas plays. I was uh, I was looking into I was looking into that, but they are not open on Tuesdays. So uh, oh right, Tuesday museums have random days they close. So I guess yeah, Tuesdays so we couldn't. Uh, yeah, that's that's not that's not to be on this trip. But Dallas um, has another big nerd thing. Dallas also has a giant Star Wars store. Which is recommended to me by a guy who sold knockoff Legos at a uh, at a flea market in Florida once upon a time, <laughs> in the flea markets, and a guy who sold what could not be called Legos because there's like a bunch of third party <laughs> companies that make because apparently oh. the patent that invented the original Legos or whatever is now public domain, so anybody with a 3D printer can just take a Lego design and just print a Knock off Lego. I don't want to go to that route. But he said, you're in Dallas. Go to Holocron. It's the biggest, best Star Wars toy store in the world. So I went, and he was not lying. It is, you know, on the outset, it's not super gigantic. It's just like a store. It's got its own location. But you go inside. It's wall-to-wall Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. New, old. They have a little, uh, they have a little like, vintage case with the original Star Wars because – so old school Star Wars toys are notoriously high va- high in value, right, and right. Uh, Star Wars was so popular that it was too popular for the toy company back in the day. So they they did this infamous empty box campaign, where in Christmas of like seventy six or seventy seven, uh, kids would get this cardboard box, <coughs> and in it would be like uh, they would have coupons of toys to come at some point, like via a catalog. Oh wow! Okay. Supply so that that was like the empty. I remember there's like, there like a commercial where it's like you can get your coupon. It's all there's a box of pictures of the action figures that you're going to get at some point, and they have a bunch of those, which is like very high value. All right. How do you keep a, like how do you keep these things in stock if you're a gigantic Star Wars? What? They don't like anything. They don't make the they don't make this stuff anymore, right? Or well, no, they do. No, they definitely Star Wars. Star, I mean, Star Wars has been printed. Star Wars, like they have, like you know, all the them to the Mandalorian. Like when I was there, the Mandalorian. Oh, the more stuff, recent, so. right, right, more recent stuff, right. I mean, they have everything vintage. And I remember when I was a kid in the nineties, uh, there was a whole resurgence too. There was a bunch of uh, uh, like nineties toys. Mm-hmm. You know, like every, every year or two, they'll print some new toys. Star Wars toys maybe are uh, maybe as old as time. Maybe yeah. I'll stop by and get myself a life size uh, Werner Herzog. Uh, <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the libation. <laughs> I, God, I wish I could remember some of his lines. <laughs> to the spoil, to the spoils. Go no, to the winner. Go to spoils. Go to spoils. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if anyone had a life size, <laughs> they do have a light size. They do have like life size Darth Vader, a life size Kylo Ren. Like they've got life size full things. I there. bet. Yeah, where well, Herzog might be a little too obscure, but. <laughs> But uh, but they would have at least an officer's uniform or something. No, so that's my only Dallas tip. No, but that's cool, man. That's cool. I'm, I'm excited for you. But we, we have. I also did myself a little road trip. You're in the middle of a big road trip. 
Last week, I took a little mini road trip down to San Diego oh. uh, to check out how Landon Donovan's bald spot is going, how, how much more receding it's going. <laughs> and? Joking, joking. I did not go to what San Diego. The, what is, what's the latest? Well, the latest is it's pretty bald. It's, it's, not, it's not great. I'm not going to lie. It's but then I, I, I took it one step further, and I went down to a Club Tijuana game. I went to a Liga MX game. Now, oh. I know it's a German-American podcast, but if your boy Schnitzel goes down to Mexico and watches the game, he's got to do a little report. We, so this we is a, a, special... cast a we cast a wide we cast a wide net here wide net wide net wide net always on so we have a couple of road stories for the week and reports and then this is our special road edition of the Schitzel Boys yeah um, I guess uh, we could talk um, Start yeah it. you want to just you want to just go into it let's talk yeah, to you were in Orlando you. right you were in that famous we were well game. I watched I watched uh, I watched two games this weekend uh, we for we were in te- my friend. Uh, my friend uh, Anthony lives in Tampa, and so we went to see the Rowdies. He got good tickets to see the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rowdies USL Championship. Uh, they were playing Orange County SC, and uh, oh, that's yeah. They came all I the way. I need to make Vegas. a trip to go check them out around here sometime too. Yeah, I think they, and it seems like they. I really do not follow USL all that much, so. Um, but apparently they had a big playoff game that Orange County won three to one, and so this was a bit of a revenge thing, and uh, it was cool. It's it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful stadium. It's right by the water. It has this sort of um, uh, L shape. It's 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 sort of oddly asymmetrically arranged. But there were people there. They were maybe I you know I don't know. It holds. I read on online holds this. Six thousand people, I believe, and it was you know definitely more than half full. It may have been like thirty-five hundred people there, I would say, guess guessing. And people are into it, and it was a solid game. It was the the Rowdies uh, ended up winning three to one. They had a they they were dominant in the first half, and then uh, got a red card in the second, and Orange County scored, and then it was uh, kind of a close game for a while, and then in the end towards the end uh, the rowdies scored again i mean the rowdies are just you know they're they're a holdover right from the very old nasl yeah. tampa bay rowdies is one of the big teams back in the day uh, uh, uh they they always had a lot of um a lot of uh they had a bunch of famous series against pele it was rodney marsh and the yeah, tampa yeah. bay rowdies versus pele and the new york cosmos Two yeah, of them I mean, they were they were sort of the washington generals to the <laughs> the Harley Globe Globetrotters, right? That were right, that, right. That, that were the the Cosmos. So um, I think it was a little more even though, because I think Tampa Bay Rowdies beat them like nine one. No, they have they have a couple of they have yeah. a couple stars on their jersey. I think they did win yeah. something. And uh, but it's funny because a lot of the, a lot of the merch is still uh, uh, throwbacks. It's, it's still throwbacks. I bought right. a T-shirt that says uh, that said uh, soccer is a kick in the grass. Right, which is the which old their yeah. old slogan. They have they have right. their their. I think it's Ralph. There's this guy, uh, uh, Ralph Rowdy, who is on the T-shirt. <laughs> and he, and they have this drawing of him, and he looks like he's he contorts himself and like a he looks like he's afraid <laughs> of the ball coming at him. He does this like thing that no player has ever actually. He, he gets yeah. rowdy, he but gets, you know Tampa Bay had an MLS team once upon a time. Yeah, I was I was yeah. just about to say that, and the, uh, the, the yeah. mutiny, the Tampa right. Bay mutiny, that people I guess MLS was encouraged 
that uh, that this is an old school American soccer market. So they they started an, uh, an MLS team there, and they just contracted right two thousand. Well, the the there's a little bit more of a story to it. I actually don't know the specifics, but the owner of the Tampa Bay Rowdies was caught stealing money or something, or it was false, or it was he was a fraud or something. It was something pretty crazy. Like the, the Rowdies or the Mutiny? The Mutiny. The Mutiny. Okay. The Mutiny. So they contracted, but because Miami. It was Tampa Bay and Miami. Tampa Bay is an original team. Right. And Miami was like an expansion team that joined Chicago Fire in 98. And then in 2000, Miami the Fusion. Fusion. But they also kind of played in Fort Lauderdale, which is kind of where the current Miami team plays. Really, yeah, played in the same stadium, I think. It seems to be how it goes. It seems to be how it goes. Although, my, although the current Miami team is trying is getting that stadium downtown. I think that's yeah, going to change yeah. it up a little bit. It will only, only take 10, 15 years or so. 20, 20 maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the crowd anyways, <laughs> I mean, all they take rest of the stadium, you're still looking for your stadium. So some markets get stadiums fast, like LA, some markets get stadiums real slow. Like, you know, who knows? Yeah. Like Miami and New York. But, um, uh, I, yeah, then, then in 2001, both the Florida teams contracted and then forever the Southeast didn't have MLS until, um, Atlanta, maybe? No. Yeah. I think Atlanta started. Yeah. Atlanta. And then, and then, or was or, or Orlando predates Atlanta? Yeah, Orlando, Orlando was, was the final the same the year. Uh, Orlando was yeah. the same as NYCFC, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. And Orlando, finally, and Orlando, and the, the new Florida franchises, especially Orlando, are, are, are in much better shape than, than what they were back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have maybe better money supporting them, and yada, yada. Although, I think Orlando is in the process of getting a new owner now, too. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's very cool. So, how. But let, let's let's talk real analysis. What was the concessions situation like? What kind of snacks were we talking? How much was in beer? The, was there beer? You know, we I I have I um I'm afraid to say I really uh, failed in my in my uh, journalistic duty in that regard. <laughs> I did not. We had my friend brought us to this uh, uh, Mexican Cuban nice. place right before in St. Pete. This was you know their stadiums in St. Pete, St. Petersburg, Florida. Right. Which is very, which has become a very cool, uh, a very cool town. And so my friend knew a great spot, and so we had a good dinner before that. And so when I actually, I never left, never left my seat. Um, I can't even tell you what the, uh, you know, you like friend, to think, especially a minor league game, that's like a beer is like maybe a couple bucks. Hopefully, it was pretty. I think yeah. it was all pretty user friendly. Right. There were a lot of kids. We got to, I mean, the real. Uh, um, shocker i guess to me was that uh we got to go on the field afterwards I'm just and like what do you mean go on the field everybody, the field or what? everybody gets to go on the field they're like all right now there's I mean, game, game's over we're gonna have fireworks oh everybody wow. gets to go on the field and uh that is really you just sat down with blankets and went to fireworks show well i mean it didn't we just were walking around it didn't take all that although it was pretty although the fireworks were you know, were substantial and <laughs> went on longer than some people in our group were <laughs> would have liked. Yes, who, were ready, who were ready to go? But uh, um, when you say you let on the field, I imagine you walk on the field, go right up to the team locker rooms, and be like, "Hey, what's up, guys? How was the? What was going on with that one move?" Like you went straight to the players to like talk well, they, to them. No, they make sure that the players all clear out. The players okay. are all good. Which, by the way, but we did have good access because we. You know, my friend got good tickets, and we were right by the player uh, uh, walkway. And Orange County has two former 
NYCFC yeah. players. Uh, yeah. One is Tony Rocha, the other one is Sean Ugo Okoli. He dates back a few years. He was a he was briefly a a you know substitute number nine. And uh, so Didn't both they of come them by to visit the CCL game, right? With yeah, that's right. Guys. We saw yeah. them in the right, right. And so yeah, uh, um, yeah and I have my, I was I was my I had my NYCFC hat on, and so both you know I sort of waved and yelled at both of them and got fist bumps and yeah it was definitely oh, very nice. it, was, it was very it was very personal it's a small you know it's, it's not a big uh it's you can you can definitely get get there but then yeah they clear out the players and then everybody gets to go on the field and i was like oh this must be turf but it's not it's a real grass, grass field that you let everybody walk around on i nice. thought that was that was remarkable that would that would not happen that does not happen it's minor league soccer, baby. Yeah, that's how we do it, rather right cool. So, and then uh, you went to go to a major league. That's minor league. You got a fun Tampa minor. But then it's like, let's go to the majors. Let's, yeah. let's go watch and a major league game. Last night it was Orlando against NYCFC, and it was a torrential rainfall. Like, yeah, massive. And you know how it goes. The we were in the visiting supporter section, which is always the worst, worst, <laughs> worst scene right. now. Right. And uh, there's there's a, a a roof over most over a lot of the stadium most of the stadium except that corner did not have anything <laughs> and uh, and so people and it really i mean it really came down like yeah uh, it's the, sports cameras usually don't pick up rain like they build for it but but like it was heavy like you saw heavy rain on the cameras which means it's extra heavy on the actual location and was there i didn't i saw i saw the highlights did they did they call did they pause the game at all or was it they did uh, not they did not pause yeah. the game it was yeah. kind of crazy there was for for a few um for a few minutes there in the first half there were parts of the field where the ball really didn't travel like you right. would just it would just kind of drop and you know like a ball in a in a puddle of water would just kind of drop and just <laughs> sit there and then you would so it was kind of it was really a, a surreal experience because we were also kind of running around looking for shelter. Then some some people, my son included, decided it wasn't worth it and they were just gonna tough it out in the rain. So like a right. few people went back to their to their spots. We were for a while that rain was also horizontal. So even That's under crazy. the under the roof, we still got soaked, even though right. you know because it was really coming sideways. Uh, uh, for a little bit well, there, and so it was. It was just a, a, a surreal situation of like watching the game, also kind of navigating <laughs> where where to be. And uh, um, well, it seemed like there were plenty of available seats for you to go find yeah, some shelter. It, it was like there was plenty super, of space to move around. It was not super packed. I was kind right. of surprised. The, well, Orlando um, on right, Orlando. That's been a, like Orlando usually has great crowds, but this past right. year. I, th I think it's related to the new ownership or something. Maybe like their crowds right. have just died. People have I don't I don't know if it's COVID or what, but they're yeah. They're like, it's it's looking New York Red Bulls. Back, it was definitely very 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 sparsely attended. People are up for it, you know. Like they, the 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 people behind the behind the goal, the standing section, they were definitely right. There were definitely vibes. The drums were loud and and all of that. But uh, yeah, not a ton of people. Maybe people also knew that this that the, this that it was going to rain like that. I yeah. Don't know. It's, uh, well, yeah. Florida has Florida definitely has heavy rain, and during the summertime, yeah. essentially life in Florida is like 
hot, 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 and then all of a sudden a huge rainstorm yeah. real quick. Yeah. Sometimes it only lasts for like two minutes and then and then it moves on and right back to the sun again. Yeah. It's just you sort of it's like rainstorm season kind of in Florida. Yeah, I mean this was also I mean it's very intense for like maybe a half an hour. Um right. and I it's for a while, I mean, like, yeah, like the ball really wasn't moving and it was like, yeah, they have to stop this game, but they did not, and then it was halftime and then it kind of stopped, and then they were two two uh hard working employees with like these sort of squeegee <laughs> giant <Right>. squeegee things <laughs> working <laughs> the left side of the field right and i think did uh, did a good job because the second right. i guess the field also probably drains well i mean this is a right. pretty recent a pretty recent stadium so uh second half everyone everything was pretty much fine right although it did it we did hear sort of after the afterwards by from the NYCFC players they were tired the last the, the they were saying how between the field being so heavy and the the weather and like the last and i think we you saw this happen and it also you know they confirmed that they, they were like they were just pooped right. The, right the last the last 15 minutes the the well they almost had a point yeah and then and then yeah, in I mean, extra first, stoppage time, right? It was like, how, how much stoppage time was there originally? Five minutes, right? It was supposed to be five minutes. And then six and, and a half minutes yeah, in. It was like six now. I mean, it, it's, it's, um, I was more upset initially because it really felt like from my watch, it felt like we were sort of seven minutes in. But I think afterwards, right. I, I, I rewatched it and it was, um, in the end, it was like a minute and a half extra, but it was, it was, you know, he, he, he had, he, I guess had to, had the choice to call to, to let that final corner kick go or not. And I mean, obviously it's hard to, hard to, to stop. He went it and he got a winner right at the death, which is fun. And yeah. And that was it. And yeah, of course for the home people, it was, it was, it was exciting for us. It was very frustrating. I mean, the CFC had been dropping a few points as of late, you know? Yeah. We're not, we're not in a good way. I mean, I think we, we've been talking about that. It's uh, I mean, there is the, the, there's the coaching change. There is uh, and, and, and injuries are, are mounting, continue to mount. And things are getting thin. Tiago Martins is the latest victim. He went off in, on crutches oh, uh, wow. early, early in the early in the first half. And and um, Alex Collins is already out. So Tavon Gray, uh, usually plays right back, had to come in at at center back. And and Cushing was the coach. Cushing was asked if if. Uh, um, you know why Tavon Gray at center back, and he said, "Well, we didn't have, we have no one else, and that's pretty much yes. it." There's, and he did, he actually did a great job. Has to be said, he was he he played a very solid game, and there was not a lot um, that he did wrong. But yeah, it's just thin, and in the midfield, everybody we don't have a there's not a lot of depth anymore because of all the injuries. Santi Rodriguez, who's been our best player of late, was suspended for yellow cards, and so. It's it was just it was just thin and yeah. yeah and in the end everybody was pooped and that was it we were really trying to hang on the last I mean I will say the second coming out the first half was just crazy with the rain and we we had two sort of VAR calls go against us Chris Penzo showed a red card against an Orlando player that he took back and the goal right. was initially ruled offside and then was VAR 
Those are both two good calls, though. I saw. I'm sure. I'm sure they. I'm sure. I'm sure they are. I'm not saying. I'm not. I don't have any beef. It's just you know, if you're there as a fan, it's disappointing. Disappointing when things go that way. And then, but then the the team the team came out well in the second half and had the first twenty minutes really dominated and not only got the got the uh, equalizer but really looked for a while uh, as if we could maybe pull it out. But then, then yeah, things just the last. However, however many minutes we were just tried to hang on. There was a lot of time wasting, and a lot of uh, trying to run out the clock, and it almost worked, but it did not. It did not. In, in, in the end, it did not. And it's it's really the other thing that really gets is getting old. That we keep getting beaten by these, you know, sort of second rate. No offense. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess I, it's, it is. It is. You just said <laughs> second rate. Is, uh, no offense. To... So what's the rest what? of that? <laughs> Second rate, what defenders? I mean, what? A lot of we're just getting a we're just getting scored on by a lot of sort of over the hill, you know, like Tesho Akindele and Dump Dwyer and 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 uh, you know these guys were, or or uh, um, Corey Berg, you know, all these people that you that I that I you know make fun of sometimes is these like pretty toothless attacking options. That's probably you're probably bringing it on yourself. I, you know, I, yeah, I try. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. They could play, man. They could play. They're there for a reason. Do reason. that anymore. It's like, yeah, it's just a little bit. Like it, it's, a, it's a little frustrating. Anyway, the universe yeah. is telling you show more respect to the MLS fringe dudes. Show some respect. Show some respect. Respect. I guess. I guess. Well, that was right. And then you guys hopped in a car and immediately drove to New Orleans after that. In shame. We right? did. No, we only went to. Uh, we went to Tallahassee. We went to Tallahassee, Florida, which also was a pretty long drive. So you didn't get uh-huh. didn't get to bed until three a.m. It's all good, and uh, yeah. Okay, well, Tallahassee. Uh, Tallahassee. Um, you know, there's not much to see in Tallahassee. I mean, this so. was really just this was right. Just, the hotel, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I know. So I went there. My friend went to college there. And I spent a couple of days in Tallahassee, uh, but it's not you know. There's so many different parts of Florida. Tallahassee. It's the capital. You got the big capital building. Yeah, yeah. It's also it's just a functional of- city, really. It's a functional yeah. city. Yeah, it's functional like city. It's you like know, Albany, it's like yeah. it's Albany. Yeah, it's but it's a very. It, I want to. I, uh, this is a really obscure thing, but like it really reminds. I went to school in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Tallahassee really reminds me of like Piedmont, North Carolina, like that area. Like a lot of the buildings are the same. The greenery mm. is similar. But anyway, who cares about any of that? Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, so NYCFC dropped some points. New York Rebels had a great game over the weekend. Yeah, um, I heard. Good. Uh, uh, again, New York Rebels are a little bit Jekyll and hiding right now, but but when they put in a positive display, they put in a positive display, uh, and they had uh, it was uh, uh, it's been looking pretty positive. We finally, finally got our shiny new number nine from Gremio in Brazil, uh, Manuel, oh. and uh, he was on the. He finally he was in the states. He had his jersey on. I don't know if he was part of the roster. I think he was. He had like a training kit on. He didn't play, but maybe he'll start playing soon. Maybe we'll have another option up top that's not Patrick Limelon. But it's okay. We got we got guys like Caden Clark scoring and uh, John Tolkien and our kid Daniel Edelman had a great goal. And just all our kids are just coming out of the woodwork. Daniel Edelman's having himself quite a season this year, and um, it's looking okay. It's looking okay. Uh, NYCFC and New York Rebels are third and fourth right now, respectively. So it's are very yeah, awesome. very close. And if we uh... Uh, yeah, this. Uh, I mean, this road, this this long road trip. I think this is the end. We're going back to. I mean, home on Wednesday. Home in, in this case being Red Bull Arena again for the hopefully the last time this year. And 
yeah this this road, this road trip this road trip was a complete bust it was like six games five of which were on the road and i oh, thought wow. before i thought before that stretch uh i thought we needed like nine or ten points out of this to get uh, to stay competitive in the support in the in the east and um and we got uh four actually so well, that's not four is better than zero that's all i can say four is better than two that's true but four is better uh, than zero like, Four better than two. zero, but it that's was better I mean, than three. It's not as good as five, though. Uh, <laughs> and, and seven, seven also is better than four. Seven is way better than four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but there's only one team in the East right now that's lighting it up. That's the Philadelphia Union. Incredible, they right? Trade. I mean, they're going to yeah. be so pissed when they lose to us in the playoffs again. <laughs> again, <laughs> like like they are they are on a, like a massive stretch doing great right now. And it's just like now is not the time to be playing like this. You got to play like this in two months. Like, I mean, even Jim, months, you, boys? even Jim Curtin, even Jim Curtin was saying that, right? He was like, "Oh, I wish we would save some of these." I know, yeah. but or or, or it's going to keep on going. Right now, the two, like you know, right now as an MLS fan, I want to see Philly and LAFC go at each other. You know, that's what I want to see. Although uh, LAFC lost to, lost to Austin, yeah, confidently so, four to one, four to one, I think. Yeah, Austin's destroyed them. Austin is real. Austin's for real this year. Austin's very for real. And LAFC, for whatever reason, just went on a they just signed like five, you know, super players of the past month for God knows how. They pulled that off. So now they're stacked. So they were winning the league and then and then they, they're like the best. They're like top of the table. And then they're like, oh, we're top of the table. You know, let's buy five DPs too, in addition to this. You know, let's get yeah. Giolini and Gareth Bale. And then they got like Christian Tello. And they got some other DP forward, and then they got some other. It's just they kept adding all these players. We're just like, how are you guys doing? (laughs) How is this working? Well, and it is it is a lot. It is a lot to manage. I mean, clearly there is some some growing pains. You know, it's not like it's not like more is always necessarily better. At some point, I don't know. I'm very very curious. I mean, they have some of their old like Latif Blessing is unhappy. We've heard. And uh, Costa, I, think. You know, it always, I mean, it always, uh, it always kind of upsets the balance a little bit. It, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But you know who can fix it? The mayor of Hanover himself, Steve Chirondolo. So I uh, wish you the best of luck over there. Um, but yeah, that's, um, you know, MLS is uh, keeping it going. Uh, I saw the Columbus Cincinnati game over the weekend, which was a great game. But that's a real rivalry up there, too. If, if it wasn't before, it is now. Because so for the big thing over the weekend i guess there's been a few news items but a big thing is again var to the news um cincinnati was was up one nothing um on a believable brandon vasquez who just can't stop scoring Mm -hmm. u.s number nines are scoring by the way um just in general now very much so yeah there's no except for ricardo pepe but everybody else is still scoring no pepe is not i mean but Pepe started his first game this weekend. He actually played and started and played, I think, almost a full 90, unless they took him off at the end. So they are playing him. It's not like the other forwards in Augsburg are lighting up either. So they're, he's getting his minutes. He's getting some minutes. Yeah, Ricardo Pepe still is getting his opportunities. Yeah, but he has dropped. He has dropped dramatically in the death chart. On the Nationals, yeah, Josh Sargent scoring again. We have Haji Wright in Turkey. We've got Jordan Peefock, who's just like, you can't ignore me. I'm scoring. I'm scoring. And uh, Brandon Vasquez. Here in MLS, who who and Ferreira still a scoring and ripping apart. Yeah, so so our number nine is all of a sudden looking a little bit better, which is good. 
because we deserve it. Our goalkeeping position is looking a little worse. Your boy Zach Steffen just got injured again. <laughs> Doesn't even play at Middlesbrough right now, so we'll even make the roster. Who knows? But Johnson, baby, go back to Cincinnati. Uh, one other. Then Columbus Crew gets an equalizer. A great header from former New Red Bull himself, Derek Etienne. And it looked pretty offside when it happened. Uh, and then um, they're like, well, this VAR should take it off. You know, it was it was crossed in the box. Derek Etienne was quite leaned behind the last man. Like, it was, it was one of those, like, pretty obvious offside calls. And then they thought it was going to take it off. Then the referee did this whole VAR thing. Hold on, we're holding. They, they spent two minutes holding. And then it was, no, he doesn't need to check it. Let's move on. And then it's like, wait, he doesn't need to check it. And then all of a sudden, the replay shows in the stadium, the stadium Tron, and he's just clearly offside, which is what we all saw originally. And, and the announcers were just like, yeah, that's offside. They looked at the replay, too, on the announcer booth. And the baby's like, yeah, that should probably be taken off. He's offside. I guess they're about to take that off. You know, it goes one of those, like, it's a given. A VAR is going to take that off. Mm-hmm. And then the referee listens to Atlanta, a VAR, our code, our Atlanta, our VAR, whatever, the headquarters. And they say, no need. It's like, we don't see his offside. Move on. And then the ref just moves on. And everyone just boos. Like, what the heck? And then since he, under another New York former Red Bull, uh, uh, Matt Miazga, scored a go-ahead goal, thankfully, because since he was robbed, the, club, the goal should start. And the crew got a late-minute equalizer as well. And it ended 2-2. Um, but Pat Noonan, Cincinnati coach. Went nuts. Uh, rightfully upset. Because, like, at home, and, and we're all watching it. It's like, yo, that's offside. That's obviously offside. He's quite offside. It's like you see it. Before VAR, you should have called that because you can just see it live. And now with VAR, you should confirm it. No so question. it goes back to our old adage. It's like check every goal man like i don't know i don't understand why he was they spent a minute looking at it and the reasoning was in atlanta they had a different angle and it didn't look offside or something it's like well on the tv angle and on the camera angles and all the angles we see he's offside and if you go on twitter people freeze frame it it's like yeah the dude's offside and then there's that twitter account where they use trigonometry to sp- Calculate specifically right, right, right. how offside they are. He was offside, not not by like a yard, like people are saying. He was offside by like a, I forgot what it was, but it was like a it was like a, a quarter of a foot or something like that, or maybe even just a couple inches or something. He was offside. That should have been called. I should have gone to the screen, looked at it, and said, "No goal." Like, what the heck? Why was that blown, man? The professional referee organization. That's on you. You know. So did they offer. I haven't followed this. Did they offer any? Uh... Yes, they came back and said that our vantage point was different than your vantage point, and we we Atlanta said they didn't have all the angles available that we had, or something crazy, yeah, something was, silly. Yeah, and it's just it's like been... just watch the broadcast. How about that for an angle? I don't know, man. They just come claim they didn't have the right camera angle to make the call to 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 deem it clear and obvious. And if it's not clear and obvious, he can't go take a look at it and they move on. And that's that That's that dumb, that goes back to my whole dumb, clear and obvious nonsense. Get rid of that phrase. Just every goal, every big card moment, every big moment, go take a look. And how about that? Right. Every goal, go take a look at the screen. Well, I mean, they are supposed to do that. It's not like, that's not 
not no you're right i think atlanta did look at it but atlanta said it's fine move on i'm like what the hell what are you smoking i mean this this uh this this camera angle thing is puzzling Uh, because we had that we had that happen uh with talis you know the talis pk earlier in the season where they uh uh you know they couldn't they they also they were missing like you know something was cut off in a weird right. way and so they couldn't cut like it's just you know like this is it's 2022 man like right. just the, the, the get a bunch of old iphones in your stadium it's not <laughs> like, it's not that is just that's just crazy i mean there should be angles available yeah yeah, yeah I, I just it just frustrates me you know the refs and I, I know it's obviously a hard job but it's the job it's the job so right. I mean, the, else, so. the controversy exists everywhere. You have in the pre, yeah. in the Premier League and right. I mean, every, Bundesliga. Not often, know. though. In the Bundesliga, though. Oh, the no, Bundesliga. I mean, oh no, they, I read a big article this week, and there was also controversy about how VAR is implemented, and everybody has has issues in right. England. In the in England, it's it's in a way uh, almost the least effective, in my opinion. Right. Because there, really, there is a lot of emphasis on uh, the like the high, the high bar. You know, this clear and obvious. It's like it's not. Right. It's not like oh, should we get? The, do we get the decision right? It's more right. like how big of a mistake is it? Is right. this worth? Is this worth? And that's yeah, I agree with you. That to is, me, that's a false. That's it's, a, just that, that, of, it's just do if you're going to review it anyway. The then just, then yeah. just do make make the correct call and then. I, yeah, and then, uh, but I mean, you know, it there's always some there's always some gray area. We had this, uh, 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 yeah, there was this this yeah. Anyway, there's you can always find examples, um, but yeah, it should it's in, in MLS. What's especially frustrating is there's often this sort of lack of technology is is cited you know oh we didn't have enough angles or we were missing and that just i think is unacceptable it's like you just that, that, that's like that's like handing in homework i'd be like sorry uh <laughs> like, oh, yeah, was down, really so i couldn't see. look up the subject matter yeah. here go. i left like, i left my glass i had my, i didn't have my glasses yeah. on so it's hard yeah, it's like you're not allowed yeah. to you left for that so so like you know it, it's like like a disappointed parent we should take mls and be like is this the best you can do? <laughs> do yes. No, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. Is this the best you can do? Is this, is this the kind of quality this, you want to be synonymous with? Are you happy? With your are name? you happy with your work here, yeah. MLS? <laughs> MLS. Are you happy with your work? This, are you, well, but are it's you also feeling, you feeling good about this. Feeling good about this because also like at the stadium, like it was even on the Tron, and everyone's like, "Look, look up!" Yeah. And the referee didn't look. Up. It's like it's just one of those things where it's like very obvious. Yeah. Speaking clear, obvious. I, I know you don't. I know you don't want to be pressured by the home fans. Obviously, however, if if, if everyone if everyone's really clamoring for it, you know, as a ref, even to appease them, just go to the screen, look at it really closely, and then enforce your own decision as a way to be like, I did double check for you guys. It's confirmed. You know what I mean? Like 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 the 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 defiance to be like, no, my initial call was right, and I'm not going to go check. I don't care. I don't care how many. I don't care if all twenty thousand of you are yelling and I'm wrong. I don't care about the Tron. Uh, the rules are uh, we move on, you know. Or again, the whole point is like just do the decision right. You know, go take a look, yeah. and, and the tool is there to help you out. And just it's worth it to double check, especially in large moments like goals and red cards and things like that. So that's my thing. I, I'll never not say that. That's my whole VIR spiel. 
Um, and that is MLS. It just keeps on going, keeps on going. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any last thoughts on uh, the American soccer experience? On the American week? soccer experience in the in the in the league? Yeah, it's all it's yeah. all very tight. I wish my team was a little better these days. <laughs> We're doing fine. All I want, I would, I would love for us to. Uh, uh, I'm talking to New York Red Bulls. I just want us to finish top four this year and host a playoff game. We always make the playoffs. The last few years, we've come in at like fifth, sixth, seventh. You're looking good for that. You're looking good for that. Although now, a tough road game next. In, yeah, we have uh, we have we have um, Montreal. Yeah. We have six or seven games left, I think. I think six games left. So it's coming in the crunch. It's coming in the crunch uh, time. We're playing. We're playing DC United at home. Oh, that's a gimme, right? Uh, <laughs> you think? You think? think? You know, we lost yeah. uh, last time at Red Bull Arena. We lost to Charlotte at home. That I didn't. I thought that would probably go better as well. So, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, my friend Yoni was randomly at the Charlotte game this weekend. He's had a great stadium experience with the team. Stank, stank it up. And I told him, you know what? Charlotte's doing better this year than I assumed they would be. So I did too. I, I, I agree. I definitely. Um, yeah, we 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 thought they were gonna really struggle, and they've done. They've been doing pretty well. But yeah, Red Bulls heading up to Montreal on Wednesday. That's definitely a tough game. Montreal second place in the East, having a great year. Then we host the freight train in the Philly Union the weekend after that, and yeah. Philly's been doing it. We we'll try not to do a six nothing. Then we host Bruce Arena, the New York New England Revolution, and then we have the nycfc derby the new york derby oh we're doing that again wow okay then we're heading to columbus then we host charlotte so the only like of these six games all of them are tough hosting charlotte maybe a little respite there at the end but like these other five games are no joke we're we're really challenged here we'll see Mm -hmm. see. you want to tell your you want to tell your mexico tale before we We can we can talk about we got we got a little um so you you did some trips. You went to Florida. You went to Tampa Bay. You went to Orlando. I took a little road trip myself this past week. I went down to Tijuana, Mexico, to watch a club mm-hmm. Tijuana game, to watch a Mexican league game. I'd never been to a league MX game, and I had a blast. Um, it was crazy going down there. I got a hotel in San Diego, and I walked across the border, and it was, mm-hmm. it was fun and very accessible. And Tijuana was lovely. I'd never been there before, and I definitely want to go back and explore it further. Um, uh, the I took a cab out to the stadium, Estadio Caliente, and Club Tijuana is a relatively new team. It's essentially like a Mexican expansion team. It's mm-hmm. like five years old, I think, or maybe a little more. But like, uh, Caliente is a casino, so there's a giant casino. And right next to the casino is this, the stadium that they're still building and still half under construction. And then next to that is like a fancy strip mall um, uh, 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 with uh, Walmart in it. It was like a, it was like the oh. hippest Walmart I've ever been. Like plays music. It was a Walmart and Applebee's and you know, <laughs> Carl's Jr. or Hardee's if you're in the south. You know, there's like a whole like development, very American style development there. But anyway, I go to the game and right outside, it's this be- big, beautiful red stadium and the Sholos. Sholos, I believe, is a dog. Dog is their uh, uh, mascot. It's a giant inflatable dog head you walk into to go in the stadium. Um, and there's all these like little radio stations and booths um, with all these brand ambassadors, all these ladies. There's like three or four ladies per every brand there in their shorts mm-hmm. and their shirt and like the makeup. Be like, yay, the Telcel or whatever, like this cell phone company or Coca-Cola or this radio station. Like all these brands and stuff. 
and a bunch of kids played games. You know the game where you, you kick the ball in the hole, you get a prize or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, a whole yeah. like carnival atmosphere. Then you go into the stadium. Torban Schießen. Schießen. Yeah, they did all that. And then you go in the stadium. Uh, and then it was turf. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. It was turf. I sat down. I'm like, I didn't know anybody. I think it was turf. And later I looked it up. It was turf. It looked, the field looked just like the Atlanta field. Dark green, but like shiny off the light, like almost like, you know, like a carpet. So it was a turf field. Even the rowdies, even the rowdies play on actual grass. I know. I was very surprised by that. I figured in Mexico they would maybe have that be a, a rule or something. But I looked it up. It turns out that just with the weather or there's hot springs underneath the ground, it's hard to maintain natural grass or whatever. And the stadium itself is very pretty, but it's under construction. So there were certain sections that were like, like it was it was very pretty, but how do I describe this? There were like a lot of unfinished, unpaved parts. And like the beer tent was just like a Takate tent they put up there because I'm sure they're about to build real concession spots. And the whole lower bowl was ready, but the upper bowl is only about half done. Mm. So so one side of the stadium is just right in the middle of construction, just like a construction site. Mm. And then where I was, I was on the side above me. It's like it's like the, the concrete part is done, but they didn't put any seats in yet or anything. So they're like playing and actively while they're still building it. And right when the stadium was over, they got closed part of it. Right when the game was over, they closed part of the stadium. I think well, they went to work. Like the workers worked overnight or something. Um, the concessions game was on point. Like there were just millions and millions and millions and millions of people. Sorry, not millions, but lots and lots of people <laughs> with different <laughs> millions, millions of people. Everyone with like uh, 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 chips, churros. Uh, nachos, everyone, different people walking around the whole game. Hey, what this, what that, blah, blah, blah. And then there were people from Carl's Jr. and like a pizza place taking orders oh. and stuff. Like it was taking the options. Orders. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a guy with a Carl's Jr. sign going wow. around, and you could probably like poke to him and like go get a go get a burger from him or whatever. Like Amazing. the food game was on point. And my seat front the row. Rowdy seat I had a, say that again. The rowdies do not. That there's no seats, <laughs> seats, and then oh man, it was amazing. They had, and then I ordered a beer, right? So I go get cash, everything's cash only though. So I go got mm-hmm. cash, went in, ordered a beer, and then they take two tecates. You can order whatever you want, they have a whole bunch, Modelo, whatever. They take two tecates, open both of them, put both of them in a cup, hand them to you, four dollars, four dollars for a double beer. And I sat front row center like side field like premium seats i think it cost me 24 dollars. amazing let's see so a really great cheap experience and what surprised me was like there was a halftime show and then there was a guy in a dog outfit driving around a motorcycle and there was lights and then and then they're they're called the sholo so it's a dog Every three seconds, they played, who let the dogs out? Who, who, who in the stadium? And then they kept playing recordings of their fans cheering. Like, it was just very, very PAAV heavy. Oh. You know, and, 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 and you just wouldn't think about that. You know, like, I've been to a Bundesliga game, an EPL game, a Liga game. Mexican, we think of Mexican soccer as, like, super authentic, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And granted, that probably still is the case. Most, but this is this is like an expansion team. It's in Tijuana. It's owned by a casino. 
during the game on the Tron, they had these like casino games going on and been like they interviewed people. It was it was like it was like a college football game almost, where it was just a lot was going on. A lot was going on. And I wasn't expecting that. Expect especially just it was going to Latin America mm-hmm. to a soccer game. You think just it's just show up, game goes, and then you, you you're done. That's it. You know? Yeah. Eat a sausage, go home. Eat a sausage, go home. And Club Tijuana is like, no, we have a whole thing going on. And then and then afterwards in the parking lot, they had a big mariachi band playing. Everyone was dancing and, and celebrating. And it was like a lot of fun. It was a blast. What was the um, game like? The game was Club Tijuana was rough. Like it was it was Club Tijuana versus Santos Laguna. And Santos Laguna won two nothing. Uh pretty confident two nothing. Club Tijuana did not have much to offer, unfortunately. Mm. And I think in the standings, it was very similar. They have a regular season in the playoffs. I think Club Tijuana is a couple spots out of the playoffs right now. I think of the I'm look this up right now, actually. I'm gonna speak of it. But I have the internet in front of me. And um they just and then one of the, their number ten. Some of the players were clearly frustrated, not really playing well together, and the fans let them know. Like they kept yelling at this number ten they didn't like. <laughs> They're like, "Get out, get off your butt, or whatever." Um, League of Max, and but the game was fun. Like it was, you know, the Mexican clubs are, are bigger and better and have deeper rosters, um, and it was a fun game. Um, yeah, Club T One is eleventh out of eighteenth, so the right in the playoff spot. Then Santos Laguna's third, behind only Monterey and Club America. So Santos Laguna is one of the better teams this year. But it is a little bit different. They're given space. They don't hop on each other's knees all the time. Sorry, I'm a little congested. They don't, they don't like they give each other space to, to move around. Like the gig and Plessung, the high speed counter press, he didn't see any. Not not happening. They had space. They moved the ball around. It was pretty back and forth, which was nice. They, they do a lot of – they kick from outside the box often. They go for goal pretty aggressively. You know, a very – what you think of like a Mexican style of play, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Was it like a high – did I look – did it seem much faster and more intense than MLS game? Not really. Not maybe a little bit. Maybe maybe a, maybe a little bit, but like, you know, as a guy who goes to a lot of LAFC Dallas like Galaxy games, the quality of the field didn't Similar. seem – this seems similar, but then again, this is just some random league game. You know, on average, the league MX game I think still, like, you know, like a Club America Monterey game probably has a lot more to offer than, right, right, right. than what I was watching. But but overall, it was a lot of fun, great experience, and I would do it again. I would do it again. Awesome. And you know what they played in, in halftime? Uh, uh, they took all the lights, it got red, and they played Rammstein. Like oh, Rammstein. Right yeah, uh, uh, so it was nice. Good to see a little Germany going on. I'm trying big hits. Have you been, to that, show? Have you been to that show yet? That's coming no, up. No, it's coming up. It's coming up in a couple weeks. I'm talking about forever, but I'm going to Rammstein. And it's cool that they play them in the stadium. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. I love it, and I want to go again. And I'm glad to have expanded my repertoire. I've now been to a Mexican soccer league game. Amazing. And next time you're in L.A., we'll take a trip down there and we'll go. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I had to... I had to... A ticket to go to Monterey to see Tigres play NYCFC, but then this weird pandemic thing happened. I don't know if you heard about uh, it. No, a pandemic. You talking about the monkeypox? Stuff got stuff got canceled. You no, talking about polio? No, no, polio? What are you talking about? The previous one. Um, oh, you're talking about Spanish got, flu. Things wow, got canceled. Old. Yeah. Anyway, that that right. So yeah, I, I would like to. I would like to go. I'm still hoping at some point. Uh, to follow 
NYCFC to Mexico for a Champions League game. I don't know. We'll see when that. We'll, <laughs> we'll see, see we'll if see. and when. It's not looking not looking so good this year for us to qualify, but we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You want right, lastly, you, you want to touch on Bundesliga real quick? Yeah, you have to get out of here. I know, but we can. But our our uh, our claims of the Bundesliga season being over were a little, uh, perhaps a little. Uh, a little dramatic and exaggerated. The I don't know about that. The table looks that. much different. The table looks much different this week. No, Bayern Munich is still on top. <laughs> it doesn't look that yeah, much different. But no longer, no longer with this overwhelming. They are they are tied on points with Union Berlin, and then and then after, it's just the contenders are not the contenders that we thought. Union Berlin all of a sudden is up there. SC Freiburg is up there. Hoffenheim. Union Berlin, it's up to you, my friend. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight. It's it's Bayern and Union Berlin with ten, Freiburg, Hoffenheim, and Dortmund with nine. You know, so Dortmund and Bayern are still only a point off, thankfully. Gladbach with eight. So Gladbach was able to take two points off mighty Bayern this week. Well, Jan sort of that's sort of Jan what Zomer. Was, Jan Zomer was able. Jan Zomer was able. Nineteen a record. Nineteen saves. I think the previous record is fifteen in the Bundesliga. It was just an incredible. Uh, I mean, I wish I you know I we wish we could say that Gladbach rose to the challenge and and uh, uh, is now a contender. And But, I mean, not really. It was like yeah, Bayern should have won that game by a lot. Yeah. It was just Jan Zomer. You know, they Jan missed Zomer. a bunch of, bunch of bunch of poor finishing and Jan Zomer just absolutely crushing it. And, and Great goalkeeper. Always loved Jan yeah. Zomer. Uh, cut over to another great goalkeeper, Kevin Trapp. Turned mm-hmm. down a big offer to go to the Prem, I think. Yeah, yeah. Who was sniffing? Was it, I think Manchester United even. Man United, yeah. yeah. Man United are, are are looking for backup. They finally let Dean Henderson go, who was who was a good right. good backup. He's now playing for for Nottingham Forest, keeping Ethan Horvat on the bench and. Uh, well, sending Ethan Horvath to Luton Town as he's on the loan. Oh, that's right. He's, right. he's in the championship. Him, okay. and, him and Zach Stafford play the championship this year. Americans crushing the championship this year. They get some good playing time for the World Cup, which is good for them. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, uh, but Kevin Trapp and Frankfurt uh, took on Werder Bremen and their triumphant return to the Bundesliga in a crazy, fun, wild 4 3 game. Uh, Mario yeah. Götze opened the scoring, a couple of really cool, like out of the box style goals. And then uh, it was a crazy back and forth game, really exciting. But mm-hmm. giving on for Frankfurt to to get the three points, winning uh, yeah. four to three. Dortmund oh, won in Dortmund won at Hertha, but still does not look not convincing. Not but con- Anthony Modest finally got on the score sheet, so they could leave him alone for a bit. People, he was like a last minute kind of panic signing, and right away like, how come he's not scoring? Was he a good side? Is a bad side? Blah blah blah. And they really hopping on him. It's like give him some time. I mean, they're great. He needs some thing. Yeah. He scored. No. We talked earlier. Ricardo Pepe started this week, his first start of the season. He didn't really score. Augsburg lost, uh, lost as they lost are. Lost um, line, yeah. Rough season. Bochum continues to be the worst. Bochum, team are, right yeah. Now. It's, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. A, uh, yeah. Zero it's, points, it's, negative ten goal gonna difference. It's going to be a tough season. It was a much improved performance, has to be said. It's a. Uh, um, Hit the woodwork. It was it was a wild game. I don't know. Uh, it was just back and forth. A lot of chances. I think four times, two on each side. They hit the po- teams hit the post. Uh-huh. Um, 
uh, and yeah, Freiburg had a, had a long range lob that just went over the goal. I mean, there was just a while. There's a lot going on, and and the, the only goal scored was on a penalty kick that Manuel Riemann saved twice and only <laughs> went in on the third try. And so, yeah, a little a little unfortunate. I mean, def definitely, it seems like they're not throwing in the towel. The defense is is is. The new the the new look back line is still struggling, um, but maybe improving a little bit. There were still a lot of individual mistakes that, in this case, were not punished immediately. It was a little like a little lucky early in the game that they that Freiburg didn't score. But then, as it went, Bochum is they are improving. But yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of like I said before, I don't have a lot of hope for this. Well, the World Cup's coming up. Maybe they go shopping and they can buy all the best players of the World Cup. And they're not. There is something going on behind the scenes in 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 Bochum, and I'm not. You know, I don't live there anymore. I'm not super clued in, but there is something. Uh, you know, Sebastian Schinzelords, who is the the manager, the general, the technical director, whatever his title is, who put the team together. He had he was set. He's leaving. Okay. Now Thomas Reis kind of went public a week ago saying that you know his contract negotiations have stalled mm. and uh, you know he's like as as of now he's unemployed he was kind of saying yeah as of as of now uh, end of the season I'm unemployed and oh, that's I'm, crazy. Uh, and so uh yeah I don't know there's something there's some there's some uh, something's going wrong there, I think. Between something's the, rotten in the states, between, the, between the, the people in charge fine. and the and the you know, it seems like it seems like these guys, Schinzelords and Thomas Reis, definitely you know, they should just uh, uh I mean, they definitely deserve a raise <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> after after uh, not only getting into the Bundesliga but also then really surviving, hey. uh, not mm -hmm. surviving in style. And uh, it seems like there is is not there is some discrepancy as to how 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 much they're valued, and I think that's a that's not a good sign. This is not a good sign for this team that doesn't have a lot of money, and so they need to at least treat their treat their people well. I think. Well, Union Berlin are showing are, are offering a masterclass on how yeah. to how to you not only get in the top flight but stay in the top flight. Like like that's an art form in of itself, like league level management. Like if you're an elevated club. That's got to wreak havoc on your finances. It's just it's just so yeah. unstable. So to get into the top flight, making choices to stay in the top flight is very risky, I guess. And like you know, Union Berlin has just an absolute masterclass on that. Going yeah. from a small club to not just a top flight club, but like a contender top flight club. Yeah, and for a club like Bochum, yeah, they had a good year, and then they're like, all right. So you'd think to make choices to stay, you'd go out and you'd be creative and you'd sign a couple players a little more firepower but they're the opposite they're like well let's get rid of some of our tools and wish for the best it's like that's yeah not, it's, you're it's, just um, choosing to go right yeah, back just, to the second division if, aren't you yeah. if you're in a if you're in a if you have those kinds of budgets it's, you just have you just, everything has to go right and, right. Every, and last year everything did go right and now this year you know a lot of people left and haven't been have have not been replaced i mean Armel Belakotchev. I now I now watch Southampton a lot in the Premier League, and he's been great. He had an assist last week. He played really, really well. This, I mean, he. I didn't. I'm surprised that he's even a, an immediate starter. 
But he's he went from uh, Bochum to Southampton. He went from Bochum yeah. to Southampton, and the Prem is really doing great. And I think, I mean, he's still a young guy; he's twenty. So uh, he is really an up and coming, and I, I think sooner or later, not for this World Cup, but but I think for the next the next cycle, he's got to be a contender for the national team as on at center back. I think he's yeah. looking really, really promising, but. You know, Southampton's gain is our loss. He is the, the replacements are struggling. Center the center backs are not great. And so that's a real problem. If you're not coming, if you're not if you, if the defense is not solid. Because offensively, even last season, there was often, you know, there's a lot of luck involved and you hope for the best. But but if you the defense has to be solid and it's not. And so that's gonna be a problem. And so if they, if that doesn't turn around very quickly, then this it's gonna get late early in the in the world late early yeah. <laughs> uh, by, by Leverkusen who had a terrible choice they finally had a confident 3-0 win over the weekend their first win of the season yeah look at other by Leverkusen who's one of those teams that's like supposed to be up there um so they're maybe starting a little late as well um but you know good on them for Bayer maybe they figured it out who knows maybe it was a fluke who knows we'll see but as of right now the Bundesliga is still relatively tight at the top <laughs> And Dortmund and Bayern are only a point off for their, their classic guy, whatever that may be. Um, so, you know, That's good it. on him. Good on him. Get in there, Union Berlin. Keep it up. Keep it up, PFOC. Your goal and your assists. See Again, it's a seamless transfer. Whatever your name is. Or whatever. See about you. Again, they signed some dude from Switzerland, some American international Switzerland, and he's just plugged right in and started scoring and assisting. Yeah, it's just working great. over there. Very good. So good on him. Excellent. That. Do you have any other things you would like to say? I'm good. I know you have to get out of here. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm going. You're to tired. Bed. I'm sure. I'm sleepy. Next. Next. Next week, I will report from my Grand Canyon adventures. Hopefully, if all goes well. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun, and you know, hopefully, you'll be alive. And yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about the Grand Canyon. The great Grand Canyon. Um, very cool. All right, uh, that was this week. Oh,